Hola, hola, ¿cómo estás? I hope that you're doing well. I hope that life is treating you kind. Welcome to another episode of the Latina Mom Legacy Podcast. This is the Feliz Friday edition. I am your host, Jenny Perez, a Latina mom that loves to inspire you and motivate you to raise bilingual kids connected to their roots. And I am raising a multilingual, multicultural daughter myself. If this is your first time listening, bienvenida, bienvenido, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. So on today's podcast, I want to talk about the benefits of bilingualism for athletes and how it can help them become better athletes and also how to prepare your child for a competition if your child is an athlete. So first, I want to share with you that if you are a student of Mi Legacy School, if you have taken or are taking the How to Raise a Bilingual Spanish Child Practically, the online course, the self-guided course that I created, we are having a check-in on March 4th, and that is open to all current students, whether you have taken the course, whether you're in the process of taking the course, or whether you're a graduate and already finished the course. The goal is to come together about once every quarter. I was planning first once every month, but now it's it seems like it's going to be better like once every quarter. So every quarter, the idea is to come together as a group to voice your frustrations, to voice your concerns. If you're taking the course, if you have any questions, really to connect with other moms that are raising bilingual kids and that want to feel supported, that want to feel seen. This is for you. It's totally free. It's part of the program because this is a long journey. And I want to make sure that as you continue on your journey, that you feel supported because uh, once again, this is not something that happens over overnight. You don't raise a bilingual child overnight. And it requires you to be consistent, to be committed, and to feel confident in your journey. My hope is that through these sessions, you can just come together and really get the support that you need throughout this journey. So that's happening March 4th. That's going to happen at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 p.m. Eastern time. If you have any questions, you can shoot me a direct message on Instagram at milegasi, M-I-L-E-G-A-S-I, or you can email me at contact at I will be happy to answer any questions. You can find the Zoom link information if you log into the Mi Legacy School. Uh, so that's going to be at milegacy.thinkific.com. If you log into your account, if you look at community on your dashboard, click on community and you will find the event there. It shows up as an event. And then you can click on the link and then, you know, add that to your calendar so you can join us. If you haven't taken the course, but you have questions and you would like a little bit of guidance or support, I have something fun for you. You can now leave me a voice message. So you can go to anchor.fm forward slash the Latina mom legacy forward slash message. And you can record, I believe it's like up to a minute. If you have any questions about bilingual parenting, raising a bilingual child or anything, to be honest, (laughs) I'm always happy to uh, offer you my insight, my thoughts, my words of wisdom if I have. And if I don't, I'll be totally honest and I'll refer you to somebody that probably can answer your question. Just make sure to leave your name if you want to be known, how old your child is. I will play the message on the podcast so that it's helpful to other moms listening. So if you want to be anonymous, that's totally fine. I will just refer to you as an anonymous user or listener. No hay problema. So that's what's going on. We are in full-blown hockey tournament mode. We are on our way to our second hockey tournament ever. Last year, Victoria goaltended and she did very well and it was quite the experience. If you want to take a listen to that episode, that episode is 417 Spanglish Hockey Tournament. (laughs) 
<laughs> How creative, right? <laughs> I feel like we've come a long way since that episode, hopefully. <laughs> but we had a lot of fun last year. It was quite intense. And now we've uh, we've had a few other like mini tournaments. They're not like as big as this one. But I feel like we've grown. We've grown so much. So I want to give you some tips on how I prepare and I help prepare Victoria for these competitions. But I want to give you some amazing information that just came out a couple days ago. And this article came out on Premier League Heroes. It was written by Barbara Fielder. So Barbara Fielder is a professional author and athlete who has written about her experience as a bilingual sportswoman. In her years in the industry, she has highlighted the importance of being culturally aware and multilingual and how it has helped her advance her career. She has published many language-related articles on her blog. And uh, who knows, maybe I can have her on the show. I'll, I'll have to look uh, look into that. But she wrote this article about the benefits of bilingualism for athletes, how language skills can improve performance on the field. And I'm going to read some snippets from the article because I can tell you as a mom raising a hockey player, a goaltender, I attribute a lot of Victoria's success on the ice to her being bilingual. I really do. So in her article, one of the benefits that she points out is enhances mental health. And I'll quote, being well-versed in multiple languages and having the ability to speak and read in more than a single tongue has proven to improve mental health. To perform well on the field, one must have a stable mind and mental abilities. Language learning is even said to alleviate depressing thoughts and anxiety. Sports persons require a lot of patience, determination, perseverance, and courage, all of which are enhanced by a healthy brain. End quote. If you're a longtime listener, you know that uh, Victoria is a highly sensitive child. I've been very vocal about the fact that we had to go to therapy to help with her anxiety. And I can also tell you how hockey has played such an important role in her mental health. Honestly, if it wasn't for hockey, I don't know where we would be. It has really changed her in terms of her anxiety, in terms of how she's dealing with her emotions night and day. Part of it, I feel, is because they're using a lot of energy and it gives them an outlet to kind of let go and release this energy to where before we were we were having anger management problems or issues. Now that energy, that anger that she may have can be channeled in a more positive way on the eyes. The meltdowns that we use to have are practically non-existent after she started hockey and I can I can continue to say that it is amazing. Another thing that the author mentions is that it improves cognitive abilities and I'll quote learning more than one language at a time has been proven to improve the overall cognitive abilities of the brain especially in childhood and early adulthood. This in turn improves one's decision making skills and makes their mind sharper leading to stellar performance in games. Apart from improving overall mental health athletes can enhance their basic brain functions through cognitive growth by learning languages. Once again, because being bilingual improves how your brain functions, then this will allow the athlete to perform better. And I can tell you, Victoria is a goalie. Her reflexes, let me tell you, the kid is good. <laughs> the kid is really good. As a mom, I'm I'm proud. But I am sometimes in awe. Like I am I am literally left with my con la boca abierta when I see her perform, when I see her goaltending, because her reflexes are so fast. Like her brain, her ability to do quick decisions, quick movements in the moment, to me is just mind-boggling, mind-boggling. 
So I 100% agree that this has helped her uh, become a better athlete. Another point that the author makes is that it allows one to adjust anywhere. Quote, a great advantage of learning many languages and being culturally educated is how it can make people more adaptable no matter where they live. A trait that athletes need to have no matter what sport they play is adaptability as it improves their chances of surviving and thriving anywhere. Being multilingual can make you a smarter and more successful athlete as it opens up a whole new world for athletes and introduces them to new cultures while making them as open-minded as possible, end quote. I love this because it, it touches on a subject that being bilingual really allows you to become more empathetic and it just opens your eyes to other cultures, other environments, and other people. As Victoria is a part of a traveling team, I love that we get to go to these new cities, these new towns, these new states, and we learn about how other people live in other cities, in other towns. It also expands her awareness as to how other people live outside her immediate circle and her immediate bubble. And there is a lot of power in that because you want to teach children that they don't live in a bubble, that we are part of a bigger world and we are connected. We are all connected. So being able to have this experience and knowing that it's a byproduct of being bilingual just to me is like the icing on the cake. <laughs> I will provide a link in the show notes to the article because it's really interesting and she has other points that she touches on. And again, that's on Premier League Heroes. Uh, check the show notes or you can just Google PremierLeagueHeroes.com and do a search the benefits of bilingualism for athletes. So next, I want to talk about how you can help your child prepare for competition and what are some things that we do in our home that have really helped us and where I've seen a lot of progress and I've seen a lot of positive outcome. So first, let's talk about the mental strategy. It's important that we teach our young athletes the power of having a stable mind. So the first thing that I work on with my daughter is visualization. And visualization for them is to have them see themselves and feel the results they want to achieve. And this is something that you can practice an adult in anything that you're pursuing. For kids that are in sports, this is a great exercise. This is a great mental exercise for them to practice. As we come closer to the tournament, I will sit with Victoria, usually at night, and we'll go through maybe five minutes. It's not a long session, but it's about maybe five minutes of visualization where I have her close her eyes and I have her see herself in her uniform, in her gear. I have herself listening to the sounds. What is she hearing? I do sort of, it's not like a hypnosis, but it's more of a relaxation technique that I do with her to help her visualize and create and paint a picture in her mind of what it's going to feel like the day of the competition her positioning. I have her visualize how she's blocking the pucks. I have her visualizing how she feels after she blocks the puck. The idea is to get her mind to already feel and experience that that she will experience at the hockey tournament, but to be mentally prepared to see herself what happens if she lets a goal in. Like this is a way for her to mentally prepare herself before she's in the actual situation. And this is an exercise that I practice as an adult, if I'm giving a speech, if I'm uh, doing a presentation, if I'm speaking to a crowd, then I will close my eyes before the event happens and I will visualize what I'm saying, how it feels, the sounds that are in the room. It's like my mind has already done it. So when I go ahead and do it, I'm much calmer 
And usually the result is better than even how I visualize it in my mind. These are really strong techniques to help get your child prepared for a competition, whether it's a sports competition or even an academic uh, competition like a spelling bee or a chess tournament, something like that. Have them visualize. The next way that we prepare for competition is to work on breathing and calming techniques. So this has been a long way coming. This is something that I've worked really hard on with Victoria in terms of getting her to accept or embrace breathing and calming down. It hasn't been something that has happened overnight for us or has worked overnight for us. And I will tell you that what has worked and what is working is the fact that I meditate almost every morning. And the fact that when she wakes up and she sees me in the living room, breathing with my eyes closed, she is now embracing this on her own. She sees this, first of all, she sees a difference in our mornings that we're much more relaxed in the morning, that we're not as crazy and hectic as we were even just a few months ago. For me, being consistent with my morning meditation has really started to rub off on her in a very positive way. And she is now embracing breathing on her own. And she's embracing closing her eyes on her own. So the fact that we are there, that's like a huge thing. But really teaching your child different breathing techniques, different ways to calm down. Maybe it's counting. Maybe it's taking a deep breath and counting to five. Maybe it's closing their eyes. Maybe it's they're pretending to blow a balloon. My sister teaches a technique to her two-year-old. So it's called the bunny where they do like little bunny ears. Like if you have like quotation marks and every time the, the ears go down, they breathe. Those are all ways that we can teach our children to breathe. Maybe they can sit with their eyes closed, take a deep breath. And what I've been teaching Victoria is how to close your eyes, take a deep breath, hold your breath for a couple counts and let it go. And we do that continuously. And that is helping her develop techniques to help her calm down. And what I will say is that you cannot teach a child to calm down in the moment that they're a mess. <laughs> if they're angry, if they're if their brain is not having it, you telling them, okay, I need you to calm down is not going to get them to calm down. What works is if you practice calming down when they are not upset, that's going to be their go-to approach when they are upset. So think about it. If you are upset yourself, if you're having a fight with your husband and he tells you, okay, calm down, but calm down instinctively. No, what, what do you, I can't calm down. I can't. What do you mean? You're telling me to calm down. I can't calm down, right? <laughs> So the same thing is said with our kids. However, if you practice calming techniques, think about it. If you practice calming techniques and you're in the middle of a fight with your spouse and you say you can feel yourself getting upset and you've practiced calming, you can simply just say, okay, I need to walk away to calm down. Okay, you're resorting to a technique that is already familiar to you. So the same thing is with our children. You give them something, you give them a tool so that when they are at that point, when they are upset, that they can resort to that tool and that can help them calm down. That is definitely something that we are, are working on is breathing and calming down technique. Are you a parent wanting to raise a bilingual child que habla español? Well, I have a freebie just for you. Simply go to the latinamomlegacy.com to download your free 20-page How to Raise a Bilingual Child guide with personal tips, toy recommendations, and much more. Remember, your journey doesn't have to be perfect, but you have to start somewhere. That's the latinamomlegacy.com. The next tip on how to prepare your child for a competition 
is to be prepared and plan ahead. And what this means is all the details, the hotel accommodations, uh, where the tournament is going to be played or where the competition is going to be played, the schedule. Make sure that you have that already printed out or saved somewhere on your phone. If you're old school like me and you print everything out and you have a folder, make sure you have that folder with you. If you want to have everything on your phone, that's easy too. The easiest thing that you can do is grab a screenshot of the schedule, grab a screenshot of the hotel directions, of everything that you need that is sort of in different places. Take screen grabs of all those things, create a folder in your phone. Yes, you can create a folder in your phone. You can also create an album. Create an album on your phone and add these screenshots to that album so that when you are out and about during this competition, you are not scrambling through your phone looking for the email that the director sent you of the schedule or you're not fumbling looking for the confirmation when the hotel asks you what the confirmation code is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So be prepared. Being prepared also means that if your child has special dietary needs, make sure that either the hotel that you're staying, if you're if this is a traveling competition, wherever you're going to be, whether it's the hotel, whether it's the venue, that they have food that accommodates your child. And if they don't, that you take the extra precautions to take the, the extra snacks or extra food that your child may need. I like to carry and take a lot of snacks just in case. I rather que mejor que sobre que no que falte, right? So I like to make sure that I have fruit. I like to make sure that I have uh, carbs. So if she needs a, a boost of energy that I know that on hand, I have something that I know that is good, that is healthy. Because sometimes when you're at these events, you don't know the types of snacks that they're going to have. Many times it's just junk food. If your child is an athlete or if your child is in competitive sports, you want to make sure that they are eating well. And that's super important because that that's going to make a difference in their energy. I know my daughter is not like a professional athlete, but you want to start teaching them the importance of healthy eating and nutritious habits so that if this is something that they want to continue long term, again, just like raising a bilingual child, this may be something long term that you have set that foundation early on and that you're equipping them with eating tools or nutrition tools that they can take with them until they get into high school college and, and maybe one day professionally who knows right it's very important that they eat well during these competitions if it's a mental competition the same thing you don't want your child eating just un paquete de papitas that's not going to give their brain nutrients make sure that they have healthy snacks make sure that they have stuff that's going to fuel their body and their mind you also want to make sure that you have all your gear. Make sure you do a dummy check. Make sure that you check the weather. Is it going to rain? Is it going to snow? Is it going to be hot? What types of clothing do I need to pack or bring? Do I need to take an umbrella? Do I need to take a poncho? Do I need to change out her gear a little bit because, or his gear a little bit because it's going to be too hot? I like to overpack and take more because you never know. You never know, right? So making sure that you're prepared and planning ahead will take away the stress on your child because you got it. All they have to do is showing up and playing or showing up and competing. And they don't have to worry about the fact that you don't know what hotel you're going <laughs> to. They don't have to worry about not having snacks. They don't have to worry about all this stuff. Again, the more you can do ahead, the easier it's going to be on your child. The next tip that I have is don't do anything out of the ordinary. So what do I mean? Don't do anything out of the ordinary. Treat it like a normal game day. 
okay? Nothing is different. Don't eat anything that you wouldn't eat, okay? If you don't ever go out and eat barbecue uh, chicken at a restaurant, why are you going and eating barbecue chicken at a restaurant? Like, <laughs> don't do anything out of the ordinary. Don't let your kids stay up late just because you're at a hotel out of town, like it's a vacation. If your child goes normally to bed at 8.30, 9 o'clock, this shouldn't be any different. Try to keep the same routine so that it becomes almost like just standard to them. If your family never goes to a game, has never attended a competition and they show up, just know that this may throw your child a little bit off because they're not used to having abuela and la tia and el primo there at the game. They're not used to having uh, so many eyes on them during competition. And again, I know we mean well, but sometimes it's adding extra unnecessary pressure for our children that they don't necessarily mean. So if mom and dad typically go to all the games and you go to this competition, okay, it's no different. But if your abuela and tío and all these people show up just know that again it's gonna be more added pressure for for your child make it as routine as possible so once they are in the moment once they are playing the next tip is really important tip it's a tip that we ourselves should practice in our own lives and that is understanding the power of being present of playing and being in the moment and this is very powerful especially for kids especially if they're in competition because you want to teach them that if somebody scored a goal on them, if they performed badly the first period or the first quarter or the first games, that that is in the past, that that cannot change, that they cannot change that, that they should focus on the moment in front of them, what is happening right now. So what we tell Victoria when she's goaltending is you let a hockey puck in, okay, done. Like give them a cue, something that they can do to just like let it go. So maybe it's tapping their gloves together. Maybe it's tapping the net. Maybe they just give out a grunt. Something for them that's like a physical thing to let them know that they can let it go. So maybe, you know, they just clap their hands or or just something to for them to let it go. So usually what happens with Victoria is if somebody scores a goal on her, she'll look for me in the stands and I'll give her a thumbs up and I'll just say, it's okay. And then she'll give me a thumbs up and she like shrugs her shoulders and she knows like, okay, that's done. I'm good. Okay, so you want to empower them to not focus on on what just happened if they didn't score a goal if they got scored on okay let it go you want to empower them to let it go and to focus on the present moment because there is a lot of power in that the more that they can learn to focus on being in the present moment the easier it'll be for them to get through the game to get through the tournament and it'll help them be level-headed and it'll help keep their anxiety down because if they're busy worrying about what happened or worried about what hasn't happened that's going to get in their mind and they're not going to be able to focus you want them to be able to focus the next tip that I offer you is to praise their efforts, not their results. And this is something that I teach and I encourage you in your bilingual parenting journey is praise their efforts, not the results. We tend to be result driven. Eso está mal. Eso está mal. Because what happens is that we put too much emphasis on the end and not enough emphasis on the journey and the progress that we make throughout the journey. And really destination, that's just like one moment. That's one short moment. But the whole journey, how are you going to negate the whole journey getting there? The practices, the lost games, the struggles, the late nights, your efforts. You want to make sure that you're praising them along the way for their efforts and not just at the very end for the end result. Because think about it. If you are running a marathon, what, what pushes you to run? 
the crowd, right? The cheering. We love to cheer the, the New York City marathoners because we're, we're encouraging them. Vamos, Luis. Vamos, Jose. Vamos, Fulana. <laughs> Vamos, Colombia. Vamos, Venezuela. Vamos, Mexico. I love that. And they look at you and they're empowered. They feel motivated to keep going. Imagine if there was nobody along the route, along the 26 miles through the New York City. Imagine if there was nobody there to cheer you on. And at the very end, you had thousands of people just cheering you on. How would you feel? Wouldn't you feel a little bit disappointed? Like that you just ran 26 miles and nobody saw you. They only saw you get to the end. Think about that for a minute. Praise your children's efforts along the way, not just the results. Kids love to win. Who doesn't love to win, right? But we have to learn to lose. And we have to teach our children how to lose. And we have to teach them that there is power in losing. Why is there power in losing? Because it's by losing that you learn. It's by losing that you learn from your mistakes. It's by losing that you know what you did wrong. It's by losing that you know how you can change to become better. It's by losing that you know and gives you that push that, yes, I can do it. There is power in losing. There is power in failure. Let's teach our children that it's okay to fail, to not see failure as an end, to see failure as just the beginning in their journey to success. The next tip I offer you is don't play coach. This is super important. You're there to be mom, dad, support hero, loving father, not coach, not coach. And I see this a lot, especially when I go to the tournaments. I see the parents criticizing and just, no. As much as you want, just keep the comments to yourself. You are there to show support and love to your child first. Refrain from criticizing, showing your disappointment. Put yourself in your child's shoes. If they already made a mistake, they are aware of it. Believe me, they don't need you to make them feel worse. They really don't. And they also have a coach that's going to give them hopefully tips on how, how they can improve to help them maybe get out of that mindset. But they are looking to you to feel secure and to feel loved. And they just want to know that you're there. But if they come to you and you're just criticizing their moves or what they did do or what they didn't do or the lack of whatever, then that's just going to crush them. It's going to crush their confidence and it's going to crush their motivation. And don't be surprised if the next time they go out, they lose or they make a lot more mistakes because you just got in their head and you don't want to get in their head in that way. They don't need us adding to that pressure. So please, if you have a child that plays sports, try not to play coach. The last tip, and this is the, the most fun tip, is have fun. Have fun. Have fun. They're kids. They're kids. They're kids. Don't take it so freaking serious. It's not that big of a deal. This isn't like the Olympics right now. This isn't like NHL. This isn't MLB. This isn't NBA. They didn't win. Okay, that's it. We'll try harder next time. Did great. Let's move on. Let's have fun. Let's go get an ice cream. Let's go. Let's go see what's uh, what's in the neighborhood to do. Let's go hang out with your amiguitos. Don't dwell in what happened or didn't happen. Have fun. If they see that you're having fun, they're going to have fun. They're going to relax. If they see that you're stressed out because of their performance, it's just going to add to their anxiety. They're not going to perform well and they're going to hate it. They're not going to want to go to any more tournaments and you're not going to be helping the cause. If you ask me, the purpose of a child in sports is for them to have fun. Probably the main reason why children play sports is because they're having fun. I mean, come on. Diviértanse. Punto. If you found this episode helpful, 
You can help me out by sharing it with a friend or your spouse. <laughs> I will keep you updated in terms of how the hockey tournament goes and the results. Stay, stay tuned because I'll let you know. Have a great weekend. Un beso bien, bien grande. Un abrazo. And I'll talk to you soon. Ciao, ciao.